Good morning. We want to welcome you all to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning, as, as many of you get settled in here this morning. Uh, we want to welcome you to our church on this exciting Mother's Day on this Sunday morning. Uh, we are excited for the service that, that we have ahead of us with a parent-child uh, dedication, uh, and also as we honor our mothers and our mother figures that are in our lives. We are so glad that you all are here this morning. Um, if you are a visitor of this church, we would like to welcome you this morning. Uh, we would like to say welcome to our church, and we would invite you at the conclusion of our service to uh, meet one of our staff members, meet a member of our church, um, and just uh, talk with them. To we, we would love to give you some more information about this church and welcome you further uh, here at Boiling Springs. Uh, this morning, you may notice that we have some flowers placed up here in the front. Uh, there are three uh, wonderful sets of roses up here in the front. There is also one set up in the back of our sanctuary. Uh, these roses, these flowers are placed in our sanctuary this morning in honor or in memory of mothers or mother figures that, that you all purchased um, in, in honor for those. And so we want to take notice of those flowers that are here this morning. At the conclusion of the service, if you purchased a rose, we would invite you to come up at the conclusion of our service and grab one of these roses. And again, just a reminder, there is also one uh, set up in the back of the sanctuary as well. So we would invite you to do that this morning. Just a few announcements this morning. Uh, tonight at 5 o'clock, we will have our final spring spiritual growth session with Dr. Joseph Webb. Uh, Dr. Webb has been leading a spiritual growth session the last few weeks entitled The Hidden World of Paul the Apostle. Uh, tonight will be the final uh, service uh, held in the fellowship hall that Dr. Webb has been leading. And so we would invite you to come back at 5 o'clock this evening uh, if you would be interested in that spiritual growth session. Uh, if you take notice of the events that are listed in your bulletin on the back, uh, I wanted to make one note uh, that this Saturday, it says that there is a fish outing scheduled for this Saturday. I have been informed that that will not be happening this Saturday. Um, so there is no fish outing scheduled for this Saturday. However, uh, our youth are heading to a Hickory Crawdads baseball game this Saturday. We'll be leaving the church at 430. And if anyone from fish or if anyone from the church would like to go with our youth, uh, we would just ask that you would contact the church office by no later than, than Wednesday of this week if you're interested in going to that. Uh, we want to take notice of a few things happening next Sunday. Next Sunday, May 15th, will be our graduate Sunday. Uh, we will be celebrating uh, high school and college graduates who graduated or, or are graduating this year. Uh, we will have a special time in the service to recognize those graduates. And we will also have a lunch immediately following the service uh, for the graduates and their families. And so we want to remind you of the special graduate Sunday that will be happening next week. Would also like to announce that next Sunday, May 15th, at 7 o'clock, uh, there is the luminary service, which will be taking place here at 7 o'clock that evening. Um, the, we would like to make sure that everyone is aware that anyone is welcome to attend this luminary service. Um, anyone that would like to come, that service is next Sunday at 7 o'clock p.m., and it's welcome for all to attend. Uh, if you are interested in having a luminary in honor or in memory of someone uh, at this service, um, there is a form that is outside of the church office that you can complete, and it'll cost $10 to 
have that done. And so if you're interested in doing that, we would ask that you would take care of that uh, this week. Uh, we are so excited that you all are here this morning and have chosen to worship with us at Boiling Springs Baptist Church on this Mother's Day, and we would invite you to worship with us as we continue in our worship this morning. For our first hymn of praise, you'll need your uh, bulletins. The words to 10,000 Reasons will be there on the first page. Please stand as we continue in worship together.
As the families make their way down front this morning for our time of parent and child dedication, uh, you may notice that there are three choruses that are in your bulletin this morning, and you, uh, the congregation, are asked to remain seated, but we're going to sing the first one here in just a moment as the families come down, and uh, there'll be another moment. We'll sing the second verse, and at the very end of our time, we'll sing uh, the last verse, but uh, this is a very special time for all of us this morning, and uh, we are excited about singing a little children's music as well on this Mother's Day. this morning, I want to introduce, many of you know a lot of the families down here. Some of you do not know the families down here. And so we're going to take just a moment, hopefully a, a brief moment, to go down and uh, to talk a little bit about who we have here. But Jim and Dawn Beeson and uh, Jude Michael come this morning uh, to dedicate, or Jim and uh, Dawn come to dedicate Jude Michael. But Jim is, uh, has grown up here at Boiling Springs, works uh, part owner at Piedmont Utilities, and Dawn is at the uh, Cleveland County Courthouse. And uh, if you are here today and a part of either of these families or a part of this family, would you please stand briefly? Had a big section back there. So thank you for being here this morning. And uh, I'm going to let them say a brief word about the name Jude Michael. We 
um, found Jude, Mike, well, we found Jude in the Bible, and it's the brother of James, and Michael is from my daddy, Mike Patrick. Thank you, guys. And next this morning, Matt and Dakota Hendrick with little uh, Willow Raylene, is that right? Rain, I'm sorry, with Willow Rain Hendrick. And Matt grew up here, uh, or Matt grew up in Boiling Springs and works at uh, the body shop for the Charlotte Transit. And Dakota is a member at Lattimore and um, grew up, or excuse me, yeah, is a member at Lattimore and grew up there. And she'll be graduating next week from nursing school and working at Carolina Healthcare and Labor and Delivery. And so they also come today uh, desiring membership here at Boiling Springs Baptist. Uh, they have both placed their faith and trust in the Lord and been baptized. And at this time, would like to ask the church, what is the pleasure of the church? If all in favor would say aye. aye. Any like sign? Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist. We're glad that we can partner with you in this, in this growth. Um, if you are here today and a part of family, would you, please, would you please stand at this time? All right. Thank you, guys. Well, we're excited about this, and would someone like to say a brief name about, uh, or a brief word about Willow? Um, well, I guess we just chose Willow Rain because we love nature, we love being outdoors, and so, um, and it's unique like her, so. Thank you. Good morning. Next, we have Jim and uh, Cassie Martin, and uh, their uh, little guy, James Wyatt Martin III. And uh, many of you have had the opportunity to get to know them some recently. But Jim is from uh, Lattimore Baptist and works at Piedmont Utilities. And Cassie was raised here at Boiling Springs and uh, also spent some time at Sandy Run, but now owns uh, the salon on Main across from the hardware store uh, down the street here from, uh, from Boiling Springs. But they also come today desiring membership here at Boiling Springs Baptist. What is the pleasure of the church? If all in favor would say aye. aye, and any like sign, well, welcome to the family. If you are here today, uh, part of their family, would you please would you please stand this morning? Thank you, thank you. Glad that you're here today. And I'm gonna let you guys say a short word about the name. It is a family name. Um, it came from Jim's grandparent or grandpa. Thank you. And next we have Dustin and Heather Bridges. Uh, many of you have had the opportunity to get to know them somewhat recently. Hey, buddy. Um, Dustin uh, grew up here at Boiling Springs and is now the principal at, at uh, Shelby Middle School. And Heather grew up in Winston-Salem in the Clemens community, not too far from where uh, we recently came from. And she works as a guidance counselor at the Turning Point School. And so, guys, we welcome you here today. And they also come desiring membership here at Bowling Springs Baptist. Now, so they both come desiring membership today. We have talked, I have talked with them. They have both put their faith and trust in Lord Jesus Christ and been baptized. What is the pleasure of the church today? All right. All in favor, if you'd please say aye. Any like sign? Well, guys, welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist. Um, we're excited for you and uh, partnering with each of you in, in raising uh, this little guy, and uh, we're excited about that. If you're here today and a part of their family, would you please stand? 
All right. <laughs> We're excited, and if you guys will mention the name or explain, Alexander James. It took us a really long time to come up with the name we agreed on, but Alexander was a pretty strong, solid name, um, and James is after my grandfather. He doesn't know what to think about me. <laughs> and you guys, many of you know this, this couple here, Aaron and Downey, and they come uh, today with Reese. But Aaron uh, works at Gardner Webb uh, with CSO and also the director of church uh, relations. And Downey is a first grade teacher at Boiling Springs Elementary. Uh, but if you are here today and a part of their family, would you please stand? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, we're excited. And they come dedicating uh, Reese McNeil today. And I'm going to let one of them say a quick word about that. Um, we also had a really hard time coming up with the name, um, but I had a student named Reese, and she spelled it R-H-E-E-C-E, -E -E, and she was very special to me, and so she's named after her, and her middle name, McNeil, is the family name. That's my middle name, and her cousin, Ella's middle name, so we have a lot of McNeils. All right. We got a, this is a good-looking group, isn't it? Amen. I want to, uh, before we sing the next verse of the, the little Praise Him, Praise Him chorus that I mentioned earlier, there is a responsive reading that you are also asked to participate in as a congregation this morning. You'll, if you'll find that in your bulletin, uh, we're going to go ahead and sing the second verse, and then we'll proceed with that uh, following this next verse. The scripture verse on the front of your bulletin this morning is out of Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. And it says, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. What a great reminder for all of us this morning of the importance of faith and the importance of faith within our families. And so will you join me, parents and congregation, in the responsive reading? Parents, God has entrusted you with a magnificent responsibility. God has given you the gift of life. God expects you to teach a child through the example of a godly life. We will provide examples for the child as well. Parents, do you now dedicate this young child to the Lord? Do you commit to provide a Christian home of love and peace to raise this child in a manner that they will one day trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior?
praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let's pray together. Lord, these tiny hands that are before us today are so innocent. We ask that you would protect these children. Lord, at times the future seems so uncertain, and yet we look at these children and mysteriously we have hope. Guide their way, Lord. Make their path straight and give them strength as we give these little ones to you. As parents, spiritual leaders, teachers, mentors, and friends, Lord, anoint us to give them an overwhelming sense of security that can only come from you. Anoint us as parents and family and congregation and ministers. We want them to see you in every aspect of our lives. When they're hurting, may we minister to them through your power. When they fail, may we offer the same grace that, that you have offered to us. When they are lonely, may we reach out to them and commune with them and remind them that you will never leave us nor will you forsake us. When their bodies and minds are attacked by sickness, may they look to you. And when they experience defeat, may they also look to you. When they are lost and when they feel they do, that they don't have a purpose, Lord, we ask that you would guide them. We are thankful that you are the Lord, our shepherd. And may these little ones come to know you in a personal way. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name and all of his people said, amen. Let's sing that last verse together. Please turn to page 344 in your hymnal. We're going to sing a really familiar song, and um, but we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 3 of Jesus Loves Me, and then um, flip over to page 346, and we'll sing verses 1, 3, and 4 of He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. So please stand as we sing these two songs.
Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for all the mothers here today. We thank you for the love of mothers you have given us, whose love is so precious that it can never be measured and whose patience seems to have no end. Lord, we know it isn't an easy job, but it is the most rewarding. We are blessed that you have chose us as mothers, and we pray you will continue to lead, guide, and direct us in all that we do. We ask that you accept these gifts that are given today. In Jesus' name, amen.
scripture this morning is John 14, 15 through 21. <clears throat> and this is Jesus speaking to his apostles, starting verse 15. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Glory to God. Lord. 
and thank you for that, Samantha. Will you join me once again this morning? God, we're so grateful for this day. We're so excited about the many aspects of this day and what has already taken place and what will take place as we uh, go from, from this setting today. Father, our hearts are, are heavy for those who, where this day may be very difficult. I ask for a special touch of grace and your presence in their lives this day. Lord, for those of us who have uh, lost our moms and who they are now with you, Father, we pray for a special blessing on those today, that we would remember good times, loving times, and that, Father, that we would uh, share those uh, with others whom we have in our lives. God, I'm so grateful for what you're doing in this place and grateful for what you're doing in my life. And, Father, we ask today for a special blessing as we um, look to your word, as we... um, talk about what it may mean in our lives. Father, we pray that you would teach us the one thing that today's sermon title says, that love is the theme. Father, teach us how to love more like you. Teach us how to love you with our heart, our soul, our mind, with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And Lord, also teach us how to love our neighbors as ourselves. Father, help that love to first be evident within our own homes. Father, the trials and the the things of pressures of life can can come upon moms and dads and, and children and Lord where we have all these different voices and competing for our time and our attention and Father help us today to remind ourselves that love is the theme when it comes to a healthy home remind the moms of that this day the dads the children and each of us Father help us to love more like you and to look more like you as we grow and as we mature in our lives and in our faith Father, I pray now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. My Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. To to honor Mother's Day, I have a question for all of us. Have you ever wondered what some of the biblical mothers would have said to their children? I posed this question on Facebook for some of you that I'm on Facebook with, and I got some really good answers. And I'm not going to mention all of the answers. Time would not allow but I'm thankful for feedback. But I have a few funny ones that I think you'll appreciate this morning. David's mom may have said, David, go practice your heart. We pay good money for those lessons. She could have also said, be careful with that slingshot, or you'll what? You'll put someone's eye out. <laughs> Mary to a young Jesus, you may be the world's Messiah, but you still have to eat your vegetables. Mary, Mary privately talking to Joseph, why can't... Why can't James be more like Jesus? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Mary to, to son James. James, before you make a decision like that, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, a, a typical Jerusalem mom back in the day may have said this. My, my kid is an honor student at Jerusalem Elementary. To which Mary may have said, When Mary realized Jesus wasn't with the group as they were returning home from Jerusalem after the Passover feast, she may have said, Joseph, Joseph, I've lost God. And the last one, Jesus, close that door. What do you think? You were born in a barn? All right. Today's scripture passage doesn't mention mothers at all, if you've noticed. Uh, And Zelma, thank you for reading that this morning. It doesn't mention mothers at all, but the one thing it does mention, mothers should all, and we should all take note of, 
And it talks about love. And it also, from there, begins to talk about the Holy Spirit. And mothers should be the embodiment of love empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's the key ingredient in raising and living a Christian life. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Children can, can use this quote in a different sort of manner at times. And for those of you who parents who've experienced this, I'm sure. Oh, mom, if you love me, you'll buy me this. Oh, you love me, you love me, you'll buy me this. Or if you love me, you love me, you'll take me to this. Or you'll let me do this, you know, if you love me. And so the kids try to turn it around a little bit on us there. But that's not exactly what Jesus had in mind. Jesus wasn't trying to twist our arms with the passage today to get certain things done by filling us with guilt. He wasn't trying to manipulate us at all. Instead, he says this, that all of this with a sense of expectation. As he, as he, as he, there's something about it as we read the text today that draws us to want to love him more, to want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, to live this life of love that he calls us to. Basically, he says, if you love me, then this is the way that love is shown and proved so that everyone will know that you love me. This is how you will spend yourself and your time. That's how the woman who's credited with founding Mother's Day spent herself and her time loving others. History tells us that the woman credited with founding the modern observance of Mother's Day is Anna Jarvis. And her Methodist church up in Grafton, West Virginia is called the Mother's Day Church. Because Anna Jarvis was active there and her home in Grafton is now a national landmark. Anna Jarvis was inspired by her mother, Anna Reeves Jarvis, who in the late 1850s organized Mother's Workday Clubs in the, in the area. The clubs provided medicines for the poor, inspected milk for children, provided nursing care for the sick, and ran shelters for children with tuberculosis. When the Civil War broke out, she called together her clubs and asked them to make a pledge that friendship and goodwill would not be a casualty of the war. Throughout the war, um, uh, throughout the war, the woman nursed soldiers from both sides and saved many lives. Anna Reese Jarvis became a genuine peacemaker after the war, organizing Mother's Friendship Days to bring together families from both the North and the South, which had been torn apart by the war. Anna Jarvis, the daughter, was born in 1850 and was an impressionable child and teenager. And when her mother was at the peak of her courageous work, or yeah, and her mother was at the peak of her... So in 1907, the two years after her mother's death, she organized the first Mother's Day in Grafton, West Virginia, so that her mother's work of peace and mission would not be forgotten. She campaigned for years to make it an American national event, and she succeeded in doing this. And in 1915, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. I don't know if any of you have heard that history, but it is a unique history, and I know I just read through it there this morning, but it is one that is worth remembering and worth noting as we remember this day each year. I don't think uh, what I'm about to say is going to come as a surprise to anyone, but mothers, mothers and parents in general, it's not an easy job at times. It is quite difficult, and today both parents have to make hard choices. Uh, many think, first, you know, is, is the mother going to stay at home? Uh, in Winston, when I was out with Aiden on playgrounds and, thing like, and things like this, I found several dads who were the stay-at-home dad. The, the mom had a really good job, and they had agreed to do this. And in some cases, it was uh, one child. In other cases, it was two or three children that I would meet. And the dad was out on the playground, and, and that was what he uh, and the family had chosen to do during that time. 
But parents are faced with all kinds of decisions. Who stays home? Who works? And then no matter what decisions are made, you still ask the question, am I doing everything that I can do to show love and support and security and grace and all the things that a parent would think of, a good parent would think of? Are we doing everything that we can do so this kid won't, you know, turn out, you know, the way, you know, so this kid will be raised in a godly home and will choose to follow and, and walk in the ways of Christ? And so, um, again, being a parent is, is often difficult. I think the answer, or at least part of the answer, is in these verses. The home is so important. It affects everything we do. Uh, normally, what happens at the home in the formative years determines how a child will live out the rest of his or her life. I love uh, being involved with a church that has all different generations. You know, there are some churches today that are very young, uh, some churches that are, are very much older, but I love the fact that Bowling Springs Baptist has all generations represented within our church. There are things that we can learn from one another. There are things that the young moms can learn from the moms that have been there just a few years ago and from the moms that have been there many years ago. And I'm grateful for the interaction, and I hope that uh, each of us, I put myself in that category, will take time to interact with the different ages that are within our congregation because there are things that we can learn from each other and there are things that we can uh, grow. Now, other, other generations didn't have to deal with the technology piece that younger generations do, but there's some basic things about raising children and providing love and security in the home and how to respond when crisis hits or when, when these things are happening and when jobs are insecure or, or layoffs happen. Uh, how, do we, how do we deal with these times? And I'm grateful that as a church family that we can walk alongside of one another in these difficult times. The passage can help us in a number of ways that we've read this morning. It teaches us that we should create a, a, an environment in our homes, an environment where the top characteristic is love. That's what this passage is all about, loving God and being loved by God. It's also about how God shows that continued love through the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit. All we're called to do is to live that love and to allow ourselves to be mirrors of that love for the world to see. Love is the most important characteristic of a healthy home. It builds self-esteem, it builds self-worth, and love helps keep lives centered and focused. Love helps us live in ways that are selfless, much like that of Anna Jarvis. Paul summarized love in 1 Corinthians 13. This is mostly uh, read at weddings, but it's very appropriate as we think about parenting as well. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. The number one characteristic of a godly mom and of a mom that has a healthy family should be that characteristic of love. When love is present, other characteristics will also be present. And if you allow me this morning to name a few, an environment of grace will also be present. A home that isn't judgmental, a home that allows for mistakes. It's not a permissive home, don't get me wrong, but it's a home of grace. A home that offers forgiveness when those mistakes are made. A home that lets each other be who God has made us to be. Another characteristic that we should seek to create in, in the environment at, of home is the environment of faith. Um, 
What are you and I doing to establish a faith presence in our homes? I love the passage on the front of the uh, bulletin today where it talks about as we sit. I don't have my bullet. Wait, yeah, here it is. As we sit, uh, these commandments I give you today shall be in your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Parents, do we take time? Uh, I know there's times at night where many of us will spend with our young child or even sometimes older child just talking about the day and having prayer, maybe, maybe looking at a devotion before bedtime, or maybe that happens at some other time in your home. But what are you and I doing to establish that faith presence within our homes? If you're here today and the parent of a young child or the parent of uh, maybe a child on the way, uh, I ask you that this morning to begin thinking about that. What would that look like in your home? Uh, I could give you pointers and say it has to be A, B, C, but it doesn't necessarily. It, there, there needs to be time of prayer. There needs to be time of talking to God, talking about God, talking about the ways of God, telling your little children, even at a young age, what God has done in your life and what he is doing in your life. And let that be a part of your conversation on a daily basis. I think as a parent, many of you would agree that some of the deepest and most meaningful conversations happen in the car. Would you agree with that? Now, for those of you that have children and have youth, I mean, you're just sitting there. You know, what else can you do? You either listen to the radio and not talking, or even sometimes, you know, you, you'll start talking over the radio and have to turn, and that's good when that happens. You'll start talking about something serious and have to turn the radio down a little bit. Uh, but there's wonderful conversations about life and about God and how, how this all works. And I think as parents, we all need to be honest with our children. There's things that we need to tell them that we know to be true. And then there are things that we need to say, you know, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, but when it comes to the love of God, and through his son, Jesus Christ, these are things that we can be sure of. And these are things that we can teach. And these are things that we can uh, begin to shape uh, a sense of curiosity in our children. And so an environment of love, an environment of grace, an environment of faith. But also an environment of security. If those first three are in place, love, grace, and faith, then this last one will also begin to come naturally. We're challenged to create an environment of security. That's something that a lot of kids simply don't have, even at times in stable homes. Our children live in fragile society where everything is constantly changing. The changes our children experience today are different than the changes you and I experienced, and for many of us growing up. One of the best gifts that we can give our children is the same gift that God gives to us, and that is the security of love. In a world filled with so much violence, so much hate, and so much that we don't want our children to know about, one of the best things we can give them is security and stability. Sure, things change, but we can show them that our love for them doesn't change. We can give them the secure family connections and a secure faith. We give them that security by being faithful. Faithful in the things that we say, faithful in the things that we do. Our children need to know, too, when we mess up, when we fall short. You know, it, it, that, I've experienced that. And that takes some humility to look your kid in the eye and say, you know what, daddy shouldn't have said this. Daddy shouldn't have done this. And as parents, we need to all have that sense of, of, of awareness in ourselves to, to realize and let our kids see that, that we're not perfect. And that when we mess up, be willing to share that. But making our faith and our growth a top priority in our lives, we give children security. We let them know that no matter what happens, that no matter how much they mess up, we will still love them. We may hate what they've done, we may even condemn their actions, but we will always love them. Just a few verses before the text that we read today in John, Jesus tells his disciples back in chapter 13, this is my command, that you love one another as I 
have loved you. Through Jesus, God loves us with a sacrificial, never-ending love that is not dependent upon how good we are. God loves us, period. And God simply wants us to love him. Jesus says we show that love through showing love to others, whether as a mother or as a father. The point is that we love. Me, Spousler, of the Mount Hope United Methodist Church in Ashton, Pennsylvania, tells how she was trying to put her three-year-old son to bed for a nap. For those of you who have ever tried to put a young child to bed for a nap, you know that that can sometimes be painful and agonizing. Uh, when she was unsuccessful, she put him in her bed, and as oftentimes, as the, you know, the kid, you know, come on parents, let's be honest, sometimes if you're a parent of a young child, when the kid naps, what do you do? You also nap too, right? When she was unsuccessful, she put him down in her bed and laid down with him to encourage him to rest. She fell asleep, but he didn't. And when she woke up, she saw him sitting on the chair at the end of the bed, and she asked, Luke, what are you doing? He says, I'm playing God. Playing God, she asked. Yes, he said, I'm watching over you while you sleep. Children understand more than we think they do at times, don't they? God is watching over us, and Jesus gave us that promise. Here in talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, not only will God watch over us, but through the, pre- through the presence and the reminder of the Holy Spirit, we will be reminded of what it means to love Jesus and to keep his commands. This is something that we can strive to do on our own, but you and I need that presence of the Holy Spirit to help us love like Jesus loved. God will help us to create the environment of love and of grace and of faith and security that we need for our homes today. Our challenge is to listen to the Holy Spirit and to trust Christ. And I ask each of us this morning, from the youngest parent here to those of you who have older children, is love, grace, faith, and security present within our families, within our homes, within our conversation, within, our, uh, within the presence of our homes today? Is love, grace, faith, and security present in our lives today? I would venture to say that the true source that helps us with all of those things is Jesus Christ. I don't know where you are today in your relationship with him, but I invite you to look to him and I invite you to trust in him today. He will help you as a parent. He will help you as an employee. He will help you as a community member. He desires to walk with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a love that is full of grace and full of mercy. And he invites you to come to him today and to look to him and to trust him. Father, I thank you for each one here in this place today. I thank you for the relationship that you seek out with us. At times, Father, we are not uh, children that uh, respond in ways that you would be pleased with. And so, Father, for those times, we do ask for your forgiveness. Lord, as parents, we confess that we are dependent. We are dependent upon your Holy Spirit. We are dependent upon your grace and mercy that is shown to us. And Lord, help us as we seek to draw closer to you. May we demonstrate your love for mankind and 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 uh, may we demonstrate your love to our children by first looking to you and and learning uh, to let you love us father it's not always easy to parent it's not always easy to do what's right it's not always easy to guide and protect and for and to provide so father today i ask that you would speak to each mom here each parent here and father that you would help us to learn more about what it means to love you with all of our heart all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Help us to talk about you and to talk about your ways as we sit at home, as we sit in the car, as we walk on the road, as we play together. 
Help us to always be mindful of how you are present in our lives and how you desire to work and move through us. Father, bless each one here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, he is calling each of us today to walk with him, to look to him, to trust him. And I invite you today to put your faith and trust in him. If you desire membership, the altar is open. I would love to talk with you more about that. If you desire to pray at the altar, the altar is open as well. But let's stand and sing together. Hymn number 507, Would You Bless Our Homes and Families?
remain standing for just a moment, I'd like to introduce to you Dick and Joanne Crowder. Uh, they come today seeking membership here at, um, at Boiling Springs, and I'd also like to go ahead and invite um, their family, um, Dakota, and um, if you guys could come up here with them. Uh, and I'd also like to ask the Martins and the Bridges as well to join us up here in just a moment when the service is over, unless they are in nursery already. But I know you want to welcome them into the fellowship here at Bowling Springs Baptist. But Joanne and Dick come today seeking membership at Bowling Springs. They are both uh, members at Lattimore Baptist Church and uh, have, have trusted in the Lord and been baptized. And they come today by transfer of letter from Lattimore. What is the pleasure of the church today? All those in favor, say aye. aye. Any like sign? Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist. I've shared with each of them and with our young couples that we look forward to assimilating them and getting them involved in, in areas of ministry that, uh, that they are gifted for, and uh, we look forward to, to doing that. But um, we're going to close in prayer, and I'm going to ask all those today that have joined uh, this morning to just be up front. I know many of you will be coming up for roses as well, and so we may just want to kind of camp out over there and over here, because and, I know many of you, and, and let me encourage you and remind you to come up and, and to pick your rose up this morning. Uh, there may be some in the vestibule as well. Is that right? So be mindful of that as well. So it's been a great day. Amen? Amen. We're glad that you're here. I hope each of you and the mothers and, uh, have a very special Mother's Day today. But the Lord has blessed us certainly with a wonderful day and um, blessings on you in your week ahead. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for uh, loving us. We thank you for showing that love in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, help each mom here. Help each parent here. Father, to create an environment of love and grace and faith and security within their home. We love you, Lord. We thank you for loving us first. We thank you for these new families that you've brought to Bowling Springs today. Bless each of them now and in the days ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.